my turn. <laughs> Amen. Everybody grab your Bibles. Grab your Bibles. Turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter number 1. Man, that's some good singing. Amen. Amen. Boy, I tell you what, it is good to be saved today. Good to be saved today. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do something a little different. Uh, uh, we're gonna, we, we'll probably have a little fun today. Uh, I, 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 I planned on starting that series that I told you about last week. We'll just kick that to next week. Uh, this is Thanksgiving week, right? This is when we're supposed to be thankful. It's not all about turkey and dressing and ham and, and, and deer hunting. Say amen. Uh, it's about Thanksgiving and being thankful. And, and uh, we had... We have a, a, a consultant that comes in, a counselor, if you will. He comes in and helps us with our team and the staff and uh, us as individuals. And one of the things he, he told us, uh, he says, you, you don't celebrate enough. You don't celebrate enough. With, with the staff and them, just, just as a general uh, rule, when, when God does great things, you need to celebrate it a lot. You need to make a big deal out of it. And, man, I got to thinking about that, and he, he's right in a lot of ways. It, most of y'all... I say most of you. Some of y'all probably don't know this, but every, every single week, every Tuesday, we'll come in, the whole staff will come in, and, and we'll go over everything. We'll analyze everything that happened this Sunday, uh, what went right, what went wrong, what we need to fix, what we need to change, what can we do better. We're constantly, constantly, constantly trying to uh, do a better job to minister to you, and you have a great staff. Say amen. amen. And, and, but sometimes, sometimes with that, uh, you, you do that so much that you forget to celebrate the good things that God's doing and, and, and the great things. So we're going to do that today. We're going to uh, just, just show you some things that I'm thankful for and I appreciate what God's doing here. I, you know, uh, how many of y'all know when, when you're just around something a lot, sometimes you, you, you just take it for granted? You take it for granted. You just think this it's like this everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not like this everywhere. I go to a lot of places and, and, and have the privilege to, to preach in a lot of places. And, and I'm here to tell you, God's hand is on Temple Baptist Church. And I give God all the praise and all the glory for it. Amen. So, so today, we're going to talk about being thankful. Uh, how, many of you, how many of you have been here, uh, let's see, less than five years? Less than five years. Raise your hand. Holy moly. That's a lot. All right. Uh, how many of y'all been here more than 10 years? More than 10 years. All right, we got some that stuck it out. <laughs> Amen. All right. Uh, uh, this year, this year, this year, uh, October, I celebrated 19 years at Temple Baptist Church. 19 years. Now, we've got, we've got some that's here, some that's here that was here then. And, uh, uh, but I tell you what, God has done great things. Amen. Well, let's read just a couple verses and then we'll, we'll get into the message today. First, first Thessalonians chapter number, chapter number one and verse number one. If you're there, say amen. amen. Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus uh, unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God, the father and in the Lord Jesus Christ, grace be unto you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. Now, he's thankful for them, but he's given the thanks to God. Are y'all with me? 
And, and that's what we're going to do today. I'm thankful for you, and I'm thankful for Temple, and I'm thankful for what God is doing here. But all the glory and all the credit and all the praise goes to God. Amen? If it wasn't for Him, none of this would happen. Amen? He says, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father, knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that ye were in samples. They were examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. And for from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your father, uh, or excuse me, every place your faith to Godward is spread abroad, so that we need not speak anything. For they themselves show us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Lord, we're so glad, we're so glad that we, we can say we're children of God. We are in the family of God, and one day we're going to be in the house of God. We're going to sit at your table, and Lord, just be in your presence and your glory, and we cannot wait. We, it is it's such a thrilling knowledge to have to know that you're saved and know that you're on, on your way to glory. But Lord, in the meantime, I pray that you'll help us celebrate. Help us to be thankful for the things that you're doing here. Lord, and what, what we can see in our lives and the evidence of the moving of God here in this place. I, Lord, I pray that you help me. I just want to praise you and I just want to thank you and be genuine and be genuine in what I'm thankful for. God, I pray that your perfect will be done. Lord, we'll thank you for it and praise you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> you may be seated. Here in this, in this chapter... Uh, Paul is, is telling the Thessalonians, the church at Thessalonica, he's telling them what he is thankful for. And one of the things is his salvation. And I, I, I didn't put that on the list because we all should, it should be a no-brainer. It should be no question whatsoever. We should all be thankful that we're saved. Amen? That we are on our way to heaven. We've gone from darkness to light, from death unto life, and God has written our name in glory. I'm not going to hell. I'm going to heaven. I should not even have to beg you to thank God for that. Amen? And everything else, everything else is icing on the cake. So, so I didn't put that on the list. But here, he, as he's telling them, he's thanking them for the labor of love and, 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 and their work. And one of the words that he used, and this is kind of what I want to get to today, is the word example. He said, you were a church that served and lived and operated in such a way, you were an example to all those around you. Now that, my friend, is something to be thankful for. Are y'all with me? Say amen. I, I want to tell you this, and, and, and I, don't, I don't talk about this stuff, I don't talk about this stuff because I, 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 there's, no, there's nobody, there's nobody in this building that knows how much all of this is God. Nobody knows it like me. I shave myself every morning. 
I know my weaknesses. I know, I know my liabilities. I know the things that, 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 that I don't have. And I know none of this, none of this. It's all God. Say amen. It's all his touch. It's all his favor. It's all his blessings. It's all his power. It's all his presence. We can thank him and him alone for what God is doing in this place. But, but I want to tell you this. I want to tell you this. I, I thank God for y'all. I thank God for this church. Many, many, I have, I have when, I, when I use the word example, uh, I've had the privilege and the opportunity to be able to go and, and every single mentor I had. When I, was, when I was a young preacher, really not even a pastor yet, but a young preacher, everybody that I looked up to, every single one has called and said, what is going on at Temple Baptist Church? Can you help us? All the way back to the president of the college that I went to, wanted to know what's going on at Temple. Can you come help us? So what does that tell me? Y'all have been an example to all of those around you. Say amen. I'm talking about from Paducah, Kentucky, all the way to Ohio, all the way to South Florida, even all the way out to Oregon. Say amen. People calling all the time. What are y'all doing? Can you help us? And we've been able to go to churches, many, many churches, and be able to share what God is doing, share the, the vision that's here, and share the blessings that's going on here. So the point I'm making is this. You have been an example to those around you. And this is, that's something to say. That is something to say because the average church in America, well, I, I don't want to say the average, I want to say the majority of churches in America are either dead or dying. Dead or dying, plateaued, almost to the point of hardly any are growing. Some are growing by transfer growth, but very few are growing by seeing people saved and seeing people come in. And you know, it's, a, it's almost a rare thing to come to temple and not see somebody join on a week. That's a blessing, and that's the Lord. So, you're an example. I want to give you four things. I want to give you four things that I'm very thankful for. And I'm not, I, I try not to pick generic things, like, like, like salvation. Not that that's a generic thing. That's a huge thing. That's the number one thing on the list. But I know we all already know that. Amen? That's why I didn't put that on the list. Don't think I'm a bad Christian. I am thankful I'm saved. Amen. But I wanted to kind of really, what's different about here? What's different about here? What can I be thankful for about here that's, that's, that's really not in most places or not in a lot of places? What am I truly thankful for? Because you got to admit, if you got to admit, if you've been here longer than a couple years, you know we're not like other churches. We're not. We're, we're not set up like that. Our structure's not like that. And I don't want to be like other churches. Because most of the churches that are set in their traditions and set in their past are dying or dead. So I don't want to be like other churches. And if you want to be like other churches, go to other churches. We have a great philosophy here. If it's not broke, amen. And all God's people say it. Amen. Number one, number one. What am I thankful for? Preacher, what's one of the, one of the top things? I, I'd have to say this. They're all number ones. I'm not going to say one, two, three, four. They're all number ones because I'm, I'm equally thankful. But one of the... One of the greatest things about this church that I'm thankful for is its flexibility. Willing flexibility. And, and I want to read a verse and then I want to explain what I'm talking about. And, that, and that's, the, that's the best word I could come up with. 
1 Corinthians 9, verse 19, Paul is dealing with, with sharing the gospel and getting the gospel to lost people. This is what he said. He said, though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more. Under the Jews, I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without the law, as without the law, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without law. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to that I might by all means save some. And this I do for the gospel's sake that I might be partaker thereof with you. Now here's the deal. Here's the deal. How many of y'all know things are different now than they were 30 years ago? Things are different now. How many of y'all know people are different now? Customs are different now. Traditions are, there, there's just everything is different. But there, I'm afraid that the, Ameri- the typical American church is stuck 30 to 40 years ago and they're not willing to change or budge for anything because they have their own preferences and they want what they want and they want what they like and they're not going to put up with nothing else and they're not willing to change for anything or anybody. Now, here's where I have a problem with that. If you are not reaching souls and souls are not being saved, you need to adjust what you're doing. I don't care about your preferences. I don't care about your traditions. It's about getting people into the house of God, getting them under the gospel preaching, and getting them saved. It's not about, listen, I'm not, I'm not for anything. I'm not, and this is what Paul said in this. He said, I'm not for anything that's unscriptural. But we're not so stuck in our methods that we can't try something different to reach people with the gospel. And one of the greatest things about this church is you're flexible. You, you, you are willing to do different things. You are willing to change. I know it. I said that dirty word, didn't I? You're willing to change. There's nobody in the church that likes change, not even the baby in the nursery. But you know what you've done? You've decided, listen, seeing people saved is more important than my preference. We've changed things over the years. As a young pastor, God has moved in my heart and, and I felt like we needed to do some things different and, 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 and you were willing to go with that. You were willing to go with it. Not everybody was. Some people said, some people said well, you're not going to be able to blame us when this don't work. I said, okay, that was 1,400 people ago. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating that. That was literally said to me. They were t- and that's not just here recently. That's back when I first came. Listen, you were willing to adjust. I know we all have preferences. I do. I have preferences. I wish there was five banjos up on the platform. I'm trying to get, we're going to have to go to Grand Ole Opry and save some of them people. Amen? Get them here. Everybody's got their preferences. But you know what I prefer more than anything? Seeing people get saved. And you have been flexible. You have allowed me to do some crazy stuff and let me stay. <clears throat> how many of y'all remember, how many of y'all remember the, 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 the Rocky service? Anybody remember this? That's not loud enough. Come on now. 
Let's get with it. I have always wanted to come out to preach to the theme of Rocky. Amen? How many of y'all like Steve's shirt? I know y'all don't recognize him because he looks like a woolly booger now, but that was Steve right there. Steve, are you still not right? Still ain't right. Amen. All right, that's good. How many of y'all? And y'all let me stay. This was in the blue building, and this was the first time my mama ever sat on the front row. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it after church. Amen. All right. How many of y'all remember this? Oh, yeah. This was in 2012, so when I said five years, most of y'all don't even know what this is. It might be a good thing. Lord, where all these people come from? When I came out, my mama okay. didn't even know who I was. Believe this or not, believe this or not, but A.D.'s my witness. A.D., what do we practice at? 20 minutes at, at, at Jack's that Sunday morning? The, hey, A.D.'s the hero of the story. Amen. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. What in the world? What in the world? Go watch the whole video. 
I, I was, we were doing a, a, a kind of a thing to teach people, listen, the old stuff still works. And we sang about, what, an hour after that, all the old hymns and all. And it, it, man, a 60-year-old pastor jumped up and run around the building <laughs> right in the service. Listen, things that, that you have been flexible and willing to adjust, willing to change. And this is just, this is, we're talking about service times, uh, Sunday morning service or Sunday night services, going from one service to four services in a Sunday Having church in the middle of the winter in a tent. In a parking lot. Are y'all with me? One service we couldn't get it above 45 degrees because it was so cold outside. I didn't even want to teach. My teeth were chattering. I said, let's go check the building out. No, no, we want to have Bible study. I don't know if that was spiritual or foolishness, amen? Man, y'all, y'all cared about people. You're willing to park as far away so visitors can have the front. You're, you're, you're willing to step out of your comfort zone to see people say, I'm telling you. And I mean this from my heart. I thank God for you. Because every, listen, there's not a pastor in America who would not just kill to stand on this platform and be able to minister to y'all. Because of your flexibility. You're willing to adjust. You're willing to, even from the very beginning. Even from the very beginning. I, I, most of you men in here, you've been to our, our, our men's meetings from the very, very beginning. When I came with just a handful of people, when it come time for business or things we need to do to take care of, all the men would come in together. There's never been a fight. There's never been a squabble, disagreement. We eat breakfast. We pray together, decide what we need to do, and go forward. And God is always blessed. Can we give God praise and glory? <laughs> praise and glory. <clears throat> Listen, thank God, thank God for what he's doing. Not only willing, flexible, and by the way, by the way, you can't stop doing that. Churches, church, do you know there's, there's stuff that's new all the time, but how many of y'all know even new stuff gets old? The stuff that churches that are stuck in the 70s and in and, and, and the 60s, that was new to them at one time. But then they get to a place, now we don't want to adjust. We can never lose the desire to keep reaching people with the gospel. We've got to be able, and and by the way, everything has to be scriptural, right? We don't ever adjust the scriptures. We may adjust methods, but never the message. And all God's people say it. Number two, number two, I thank God. I thank God not only for willing flexibility, desire to, Get the gospel to every creature no matter what it takes. Then number two, for sacrificial generosity. Sacrificial generosity. This is a giving church. A giving church. 2 Corinthians 8.1. It says, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Now watch how they gave. How that in a great trial of affliction... The abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded under the riches of their liberality. For to their power, and I bear record, he says, yea, beyond their power, they are willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we may receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of 
God. What is he saying? He said these people, they didn't give out of their abundance. They didn't give out of their riches. They gave out of their poverty. Not only did they give out of their poverty, he said they begged us to take the gift. Are y'all with me? Paul, please take this. Please, we want to give. We want to be a part. That was their mentality. And man, I thank God for a giving church. Let me give you some numbers. Let me give you some numbers. I gave you some numbers last week, but they've been updated. Uh, uh, here's, here's what our new number is for Operation Nigeria, our project, our church planning project. You know, our goal was 150000 Up to this date, we have raised $150,322 raised and pledged for church planning. Come on, give God praise and glory. Amen. Now, with the matching funds, with the matching funds of the private donor who's going to match our funds, we, we've been able to, we're going to be able to, with these funds and these resources, to be able to start 1,002 churches planted in northern Nigeria. Give God praise and glory right there. Amen. Now, with that, with that, our faith promise, I'm as excited about this as anything. Our faith promise is what we do. You say, what are you doing? I, we give, most, most people here, most people here give three ways. We give our offerings, which are tithes and offerings. That's what we give every week to the Lord. And uh, in, in recognizing that everything we have comes from Him. Then, then, then most of us give uh, toward the building and trying to get the parking lot finished and all the, the building projects we have around here. Uh, 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 beginning of miracles uh, offering. And then our missions. We give every week to missions. Uh, a little bit above those two things so that we can see more missionaries and send more missionaries. And this year, our faith promise went from $1,900 a week to $3,110, a 40% increase this year in our faith promise. Can we give God praise and glory right there? Amen. Sacrificial generosity. I know, I know who I'm pastoring to a point, to a point. I'm very well aware that this church is not full of wealthy people. Uh, our, our church from the very beginning, uh, they say, uh, they say uh, when people have been there five years or, or more, some three years or more, they're just like their pastor. So basically I preach a bunch of rednecks. <clears throat> That's who I pastor. Uh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, but th there's really, this, this church is not full of wealthy people. But we're giving and, and sharing and being a blessing to those. And you're giving to people you probably will never ever see on this side of eternity. But because of your giving, one day when you walk through a pearly gate and you step on a street of gold, there's going to be a Nigerian come up to you and he's going to say, thank you for giving to the Lord. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for sharing what God has blessed you with. So can we give God praise and glory for all that he's doing? In the generosity. I, I got to hurry. I got to hurry. Number three. Number three. And by the way, this list, this list could have been ridiculously long. But for sake of time, I put these here. Number three. This is huge, huge. A servant's mentality. I thank God that you have a servant's mentality. A servant's mentality. The one, the one call that we get almost every week, multiple calls every week from pastors all over the country is saying, how can I get some help? 
How do you get your people to serve? How and, and they're frustrated? Brother Travis, you go everywhere. You're all over the country even more than I am. Is that not one thing that pastors struggle with all the time is needing help? Am I right? And, and so they're, they're asking this all the time. We had an evangelist that come uh, several, a couple years ago, two or three years ago, uh, an evangelist that, that's really all over the country every week. And he walks in to our Sunday morning service, and he was in our first service and second service. And, 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 and when we went and got something to eat right after church, he just sat at the table. He sat at the table shaking his head. And I'm like, I don't know who made him mad. But he was just shaking his head. And I said, man, what's, what's wrong? He said, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. It is amazing. I said, what don't you get? He says, I got there early because I just wanted to see everything. And he said, from the time I got there early in the morning, he said, there were people passing me like, like worker bees going here and there and yonder and everywhere. He said, man, there was people serving all over the place, volunteers everywhere. I had to dig my way through church to get through the volunteers. I said, yeah, I trained them well. I trained them well. I said, and, and you know what? You know what? This is what he said. The greatest compliment, the greatest compliment that we have ever received at Temple Baptist Church, the great, in my opinion, you might have heard some, but this is what he said. He said, you know what I see, Malcolm? And this is a guy, this is a guy that if I have a Bible question, I call him. I don't care what time of the night. I, I've called him up and late to 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday before because I was struggling with something. And, I mean, it, it, he, he just wakes up, and he don't even reach for his Bible. He just goes to explain. The way. It, 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 he's like a walking Bible dictionary, one of the wisest men I know. This is what he said. This is what his, his assessment and his uh, uh, diagnosis, if you will, of Temple Baptist Church. He says, he says son, you, you want to know what I see? He, see, he says, I see a bunch of people who want a small part and be a part, a, be a small part of something big, not a few big shots who want a big part of something little. And I thought, yeah. <laughs> that is huge. Huge. Listen, we've got so many servants, so many people serving. Now, I want to be careful, I want to be careful with this point so that you that are not serving think that we have enough. Because there's always need for more. Say amen. Now let me, let me, let me give you some numbers. Let me give you some numbers. And, and by the way, let me, let me give you 1 Thessalonians 1.3. Remembering without ceasing. This is where we just read. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith. Your labor of love, your patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father. Hebrews 6.10, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Here's what we have. Right now at this time, we have 803 volunteers on roll. Can we give God praise and glory right there? Come on, give him praise. Get it for real. 803, that number, that number is more, now listen to this, that number is more than eight times the average size church in America. We have eight times more volunteers than the average size church in America. 
God be the praise. Amen? Listen, listen. We have also, we have also right now, meeting together weekly in a regular attendance. We have 1,094 people in life groups learning and studying and growing, kids, teens, and adults. Can we give God praise and glory right there? Come on, give Him praise. We had 501 serve in September at our Community Blitz outreach in the, in the neighborhood. Nine different outreach events. 501 people came out and served throughout that month. Can we give God praise and glory right there? Come on, give Him praise. With that being said, with that being said, we still have 360 open positions. For you that are doing nothing, are y'all with me? Don't look at me that way. We want you to. You know what? You know what the biggest misconception about a large church is? Is they got plenty of people. That's what. That's 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 the biggest misconception that they got plenty of people. Now I thank God for the help that we do have. And 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 listen, that 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 didn't just get that way. That's been from the beginning. How many of you? Is is there anybody here in this service that was here in the very beginning? In the very beginning when I came. Go ahead. Go. Y'all stand up. Mark, stand up. I know you're going to be you kill me for it, but that's all right. You can stand up, sit down. There you go. Brother Jeff and them back there. All right. Is that all right? There we go. All right. All the way in the back. There we go. So there we go. So that's all right. All right. Can we give them a hand for keeping me? <clears throat> all right. Y'all can sit down. This didn't just happen. These people that you see standing and all have been serving the whole Time. And it's, it's been a spirit of sacrifice. It's been a spirit of service. It's been whatever you need done. Preacher, what do you need? Let me tell you something. As a pastor, I am a thousand percent grateful for the spirit and the mentality of being a servant. No big shots, no little shots. We're all in it for the shots. Say amen. amen. Give God praise and glory right there. There is no telling, there is no telling who you will see cleaning the toilet, sweeping the floor, or taking out the garbage. We're all in this together, amen? Listen, that has to happen. I, I want to I answer a question too. We, uh, we, we get this question a lot and, and, and uh, some have said, why do you only have one deacon? Why do you have one deacon? And that's kind of a trick question because really in reality, we don't. We have a bunch. They just don't have the title or the certificate. The word deacon means diakonos. It's the word servant. Say that with me. It's the word servant. It means one who serves. Now, if you want to be scriptural, if you want to take the Bible, and and that's what we should do with everything that we do, uh, there is no scriptural requirement to how many you're supposed to have. No minimum in the Bible. And then also, there's no, uh, uh, as far as what their job description is, there's nothing given there. The only thing we have in Scripture is what their qualifications are for. So if you want to be biblical, we go back to Acts chapter number 6. And many, many Bible scholars believe that that's the, that's the chapter where we see the, the first deacons together. And I, this is what I take from that and what I see from that. Is it's according to need. According to need. They had 20,000 in the church in Jerusalem at the time. And during that period of time, they started a ministry feeding widows. 
feeding widows. And because the ministry got so big with so many people, it became overwhelming to the disciples trying to stay up with the ministry of the word that they said, you pick some men to take this responsibility of serving these widows. And they chose seven men at that particular time because that's what the need required. Now here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's all about service, serving. And like I said, we have tons of people that serve and volunteer and help out that doesn't have a title and doesn't have a certificate, but they are doing the job of a deacon, which is a servant. Now, uh, uh, here's, here's the way I, I, I answer this question. Uh, well, how do y'all do business around here? From the very beginning, and this, some of this you, you will find in foundations, but since some of y'all hadn't come, I'm going to just tell you now. Amen? Uh, uh, from the very beginning, from the very time that I, I came, it was very, very small. We had a, we had a handful of people, and, and so we, Brother, Brother Mickle was our, our, our deacon that we had, and, and so we got together, and when we had business to take care of, we just had all of the men. Because I believe that the Bible teaches that the men are supposed to be leaders in the home and leaders in the church and, and, and do that kind of thing. And so we'd get all the men together and take care of whatever business we have, put together, and go to work. And as we grew, we just kept doing that. And, and, and like I said, we're of the persuasion, if it's not broke and it's worked, we've never had a squabble. We, and I hate even saying this because I don't want to jinx nothing, but we've never had a disagreement. We've never had a fight. We've all come together. Anytime our staff, they take care of the day-to-day operations and the day-to-day administrative decisions. But when there's a big decision we have to make, a business to take care of, we bring all the men in, discuss what we need to do, pray over it, discuss it, make a decision, and go forward. And for 19 years, it's worked like a charm. Can we give God praise and glory right there? I, I will say this, too. I will say this. There are so many churches that are handicapped by an unscriptural form of American government that they have installed in the local church that's keeping things from going forward. Most of you in this section right here, from this post right here all the way this way, y'all are sitting in the gym. Y'all may not know that, but y'all are sitting in the gym. Originally, this was a gymnasium. When we were building this part, when we were building this part, there was, there was a, a, a group of deacons that came from another church, and there was, all of us was in here working. We were sweeping and cleaning. I think that's when we had to put out the, uh, what do you call that stuff, the oil dry, and, 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 and all over. We were sweeping, and, and, and there was some working, and on this section was a kitchen and an area for the kids, and, and, and they came up to us because they had been trying to build a building they had been trying to build a project and had been squabbling about it and kind of not agreeing on it for several years and and they said how did y'all do this I said how we do what they said how did y'all do this so quick and put it together and it's up and 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 I said well we we met we saw the need prayed about it God said okay here we go I didn't think it was that complicated and, and, and this, is how, this is how it happened. And this is, this is not derogatory by no means. I'm just going to tell you what kind of heart Brother Mickle had. Brother Mickle was inside the, 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 the kids' area because we had just put carpet down. And he was in there vacuuming up the stuff that he had put the carpet down. And they asked me, they said, they said how many deacons y'all have? I said, one. And they said, where's he at? I said, he's over there vacuuming. 
Now, here's what you're thinking. Here's what you're thinking. I'm not sure what you're thinking. I'm not psychic. But let me tell you. This is a servant's heart. There's never been a time that I hadn't called him and said, hey, I need you to go make a visit with me or I need you to go to the hospital with me. I remember one time, I remember one time that I was preaching out of town and somebody was having heart surgery and, and, and I drove all night to get back and he drove me to the hospital and I snored all the way to the hospital and all the way back because I hadn't had, it's always been that way. The epitome, the picture of a servant's heart and that's what it's supposed to be. And so here's, here's the thing, here's the thing. If, if, you feel like, if you feel like that you need a certificate or you need a title, I'll give you one, no problem. And I've got a whole list of things. I meet with widows every month and i got some stuff you can do. <clears throat> and all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. Now here's the thing. There's no big shots around here. None. Big shots don't make it around temple because there's not a place for a big shot. We're all working together on the same plane, the same level, to see the same thing. And that is the glory of God. Not the glory of a position, not the glory of a certain ministry. Listen, not the glory of a certain person, but the glory of God. Let's do all work together hand in hand to see God glorified in this house. Can we give Him praise and glory for it all? And then lastly, for a heart for missions, not only, not only a, a willing flexibility, a sacrificial generosity, a servant's mentality, but then a heart for missions. 1 Thessalonians 1, 7 and 8, this is what he said in verse 7 in the same chapter. He says, so that ye were in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you, now watch this, from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to Godward is spread abroad, so that we need not speak to anything. Here's some, here's some places we have been able to minister. New Orleans, Macon, Panama City, Birmingham, Fort Worth, Tanzania, Brazil, Nepal, Philippines, Mexico City, Burma, and Miramar. People have gone out from Temple Baptist Church and taken the gospel to every creature. Can we give God praise and glory right there? <clears throat> now, now here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, missions, missions should be a no-brainer. Missions. The idea of missions, the, the, the philosophy of missions, the, the heart for missions, the desire for missions. Uh, it should be a no-brainer. God's heart was a heart for seeing people saved. He said, but ye shall receive power, Acts 1-8, right? But ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. In other words, where you are, where you're located, the outer skirts and all the way to the ends of the earth, take the gospel. Your job, your responsibility, your, your, your commission, if you will. Go preach the gospel to every creature. Every single child of God should crave and desire to see everybody they know and everybody they don't know to come to know Christ as their Savior. Are y'all with me? Say amen. 
Now, Brother Travis, I want you to stand. Brother Travis just got back from Albania. I should have put that on the list. Amen. Albania. How long did you spend in Albania? Ten days in Albania. Uh, Brother Travis, you go, you go in a lot of places, and, and I'm talking about primarily here in America. Would you agree with me that missions should be a no-brainer in the American church? Absolutely. All right. Is it? Probably not. Probably not. And that, he's, he's being modest because he still has to go to them places. <clears throat> we'll edit this part out, Brother Travis. Amen. They'll never know you said that. <clears throat> But truly, it's not. It's not. I've had people come to me and say, why are we doing this? Why are we sending money to, not just, not just this year, but in times past? And I'm like, why are we not? This is our commission. God said, go into all the earth. Preach the gospel to every creature. It is our job. We can never only think locally. we got to always think globally. We have to be a church that is globally influencing the world. And, and by the way, you are. You are. And I'm, I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this because I don't want you to lose that. I don't want you to lose that desire. We had, this was a cool thing too. We had 80-something people, 80-something people go on mission trips just this year. Did I have that number right, Brother Jeff? Brother, a little over 80 people went on mission trips this year, left their home, and went and served God somewhere else because they have a heart to see people saved. That one offering, that one offering, and that's not just this year. The last few years, y'all have been given sacrificially so we can get to God. How many of y'all remember the proclaimers? When we, when we purchased the proclaimers and then the backpacks and all the different things that we have done to try to get the gospel to every creature. That's why. That's why you're an example. That's why pastors are calling from all over the country. Wanting to know what are you doing? What is taking place there? Obviously I have to tell them it's God man. It's the power of God. It's the touch of God. It's the favor of God. But listen it's also your mentality. Your servant's heart. You're mission-minded. You're willing to be a, a flexible agent and say whatever we got to do, as long as it's scriptural, whatever we need to do, let's reach people with the gospel. That's why it's happening. That's why you're an example. And we can't stop. We're going to go into detail. Today's the day we celebrate it. Today's the day we're thankful. This is Thanksgiving week. But guess what? Come the first of the year, we're going to be preaching on it and teaching on it and developing. And I want you to get stronger and I want you to have more knowledge and I want you to become more like a soldier of Jesus Christ and stand in the gap and take the gospel to people that don't have it and defend the faith and believe something. Know what you believe and know how to defend what you believe. So today, today is the Sunday after the big win. And the first of the year is the Monday where we get back to work. Say amen. We can't stop. We can't, we can't quit. Sometimes when you accomplish something, you get that throw into neutral mode. And we can't do that. We can't throw it into neutral. I, I, somebody asked me one time, well, when's big, big enough? I, don't, I never thought about that. When's big, big enough? You know what the answer is? When every single person in Coleman saved. 
When every person in Coleman saved. Until then, we got to keep preaching. We got to keep reaching. We got to keep inviting. We got to keep going. And we got to keep growing. Can we just do this? Let's all stand. Everyone stand. Everyone stand to your feet. Everyone stand to your feet. How many of y'all would agree with me that God's been good? Ho, 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 ho. Let me count. Let me count. I'm going to count to three. And I, I, some of y'all, you, you never clapped in your life. You never said amen in your life. Today is the day. All right? Today's the day. Today's the day when you're going to let God know how thankful you are. Let God know, thankful that he brought you to Temple Baptist Church. Do you know, you could be in a dead church right now. But you're in a place where God's presence is and God's power is. So when I count to three, I want you to let God know. You're not letting me know it. Let God know that you're thankful. I've spent 30 minutes letting you know how thankful I am to God for you. Now let's let God know we're thankful for him. One, two, three. Give him praise and glory. tornado is it Dorothy is she the one said no place like home there's times I've preached revivals and I've been in places and the whole time I'm in the pew clicking my heels there's no place like home there's no place like home if you visit anywhere you know what I'm talking about Truly, there's no place like home, and I thank God for it. Now here, we're going to give a 